little after nine o'clock. Welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, Fang Kubi here on Talkback, uh, an opportunity for you to do just that, Talkback, on a Tuesday night. All you've got to do is very shortly, we'll put a little link in the uh, in the uh, comment section to wherever you're watching, maybe Twitch, uh, if you're watching on Facebook, or uh, I think we're on YouTube as well. Um, click on the comment uh, button, and then you can kind of be here on the show. So somehow, by the magic of technology, you can end up talking back to us. Uh, we've got uh, a protest of life from Wellington tonight, just talking in general terms of what, what it's like to be down there and who takes their bloody kids to a protest, how good, how bad it is. Uh, so we'll do that maybe a little after 9.30. And also a guest, uh, we're talking uh, to Andreas uh, from uh, Scootling. So we're talking scooters tonight. I used to live in Bali, so I'm very familiar with scooters and also the downside of scooters, which is Australians. And, um, yeah, so we'll do that very shortly. First, though, uh, let's go to our fact checker or our special guest. Um, maybe let's call him a special guest, Trevor Mallard on the show tonight, guys. Good, mate. How are you? Things are getting out of control here, Thane. Yeah, I see that. What's, what's, what's the situation? These dirty bastards won't get off my front lawn. I tell you, I tried bloody putting the sprinklers out there, tried squirting with the, with the fucking hose. I even played bloody baby shark. They just won't fuck off. They brought all the kids there dancing around to bloody James Blunt. And they're saying, I'm the... Yeah, you're like the, the grumpy old neighbor, the boober neighbor, aren't you? Get off my lawn! Fantastic. Thank you very much. Trevor Mellon, uh, he'll be back on the show a bit later on. But right now, our real special guest, everybody. Andreas, how's it going, mate? Thanks for joining us tonight. G'day, Thane. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks heaps. Nice slick setup you got. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting little thing, isn't it? So uh, all doing it from home tonight. I'm literally in my bathroom. Um, nice. That's where I get the best internet, weirdly, in my house. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. I'm scootling. So this is a scooter shop. Walk us through. Where are you and, uh, and uh, how long have you been doing it? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, we are nearly up to 20 years now. Um, wow. Yeah, so we've been at uh, the, the same location here in Greylin uh, since about 08. So, yeah. Um, yeah, time has time has really flown. Yeah, it's um, become a, a sort of a well-known location now, and it used to be a real motorcycle alley along there um, yeah. on Great North Road. Um, but sadly, you know, for one reason or another, everything's sort of turned into apartments, and uh, it's kind of just us left now. Across the road now, where these people have that motorcycle shop, it's all kind of like swanky, warehousey type office thing now, isn't that what you're Yeah, yeah, a couple of um, high-end uh, retail. I think there's an engineered flooring place and a mm. furniture place there now, so it's all changed. Has yeah. things changed that Bunnings have moved in just down the road? Has that been good for you or bad for you? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's a little bit of a, um, a movement, you know, among the Greyland locals before it was built, of course. Uh, you know, people didn't want the big box retailer there, that sort of thing. But for us, there were benefits too because, um, you know, it brought more foot traffic and it was just an empty yard. So have scooters developed um, over the years? You know, new technology, you kind of always get a new iPhone. You go, oh, wow, shit, I didn't see that coming. Has that happened with scooters? 
Oh yeah, it's been amazing, um, and and it all sort of happened in one go. Really, you know, there was just a massive sea change in the technology um, when, uh, particularly, this brand new came on the scene, which is an awesome one because it was actually co-founded by a Kiwi, and um, he designed and uh, you know developed their uh, biggest selling scooter so um that's just been awesome to see uh, that just take over um you know both in our shop it became our uh, biggest seller within three months and worldwide you know they um sprung up thousands of dealers um across europe and um and asia all over the place now because in the world i mean that is the, one of the main um sources of transport isn't it like the scooter i mean you go to bali you go to anywhere in asia and if you're not driving a BMW, taking the bus, you're on a scooter. That's it. Yeah. And we were kind of spoiled here. You know, we get to ride them by ourselves. But in so many other places, there are minimum two people on them, right? Yeah. <laughs> Plus lunch. You get three and a couple of dogs, you know? <laughs> yeah. You see some amazing stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, I think, just a feature of um, growing cities. You know, there are pressures on us to, um, you know, find better ways to park our vehicles and move around and that sort of thing. All right, okay. Um, tell me, what the, what's the scooter? I always thought, like, the worst-looking scooter to me is, there's some hot scooters, uh, but the worst one is with the four, was it three um, wheels, you know, and you, this, someone looks like they're straight out of Paw Patrol, you know, that kids' TV show. Like, oh, my sure, God. yeah. Um, yeah, you can. They, they come in all shapes and sizes these days. Yeah, the three wheeler thing, I haven't got my head around yet. You know, it seems to be you're trading off a lot of the disadvantages um, of of a bike. You know, for for less maneuverability and less agility. I, I don't get it. You know, it's sort of three quarters of a car. <laughs> None of the safety aspects. I don't get it. Yeah. Um, and how much? How much is like your most expensive scooter? Like the Rolls Royce of scooters? Um, well, around about nine k will get you a nice three fifty, which will it'll take you anywhere. It'll take the length of the country if you want. Wow, that's pretty yeah. impressive. And are you going all like you know, kind of Uber? You got to go battery and all that type of stuff. Is that happening now? Yeah. Well. Um, you know, there's, there's, I guess, major changes in just the way that people get around in general. Um, and, you know, us Kiwis, we love our cars. There's three and a half million um, just private cars on the road, not to mention um, all the commercial vehicles that are out there and yeah. ATVs and vans and trucks and all that. Um, so, yeah, things are, things are changing, you know. Um, I think as people sort of gravitate towards cities and lose their garages and that sort of thing, the way that they... Um, move themselves around changes too. It's perfect for apartment living too. Eh? I always see some kind of real estate going on one. You know, there's always a guy in a suit um, on his way to uh, a meeting on a scooter, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And um, I think they're just a super, super popular mode of transport among people who need to get from place to place really quickly. So you've got a lot of meetings around town or a lot of properties to inspect or that sort of thing, then scooters is absolutely perfect yeah. because you know you're always going to find a spot to, to park your, your whip and, um, you, you know, it's going to be free to park it and it's going to cost you nothing to run it all day parking. comparatively. Parking, that's got to be one of the biggest upsides for scooters mm. in this country. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Absolutely. yeah. Um, right. You're less annoying than bikes. You know, I always find a scooter very tolerable, uh, but, you know, kind of 
the bike scenario and the bike lanes. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, we're going through something at the moment now where um, uh, the council's looking to redevelop Great North Road and just remove um, all of the parking along there, which is going to have a major impact. Um, yeah, not just on businesses like ours, but on residents who live there and people who just want to drop in to visit the businesses too. Yeah. yeah. Do you need a special licence to operate a scooter or can anyone just jump on them with a car licence? Yeah, so... Um, I suppose when a lot of people think of a scooter, they think of, you know, 50cc, which is uh, technically the moped class. And for those, any class of car license is okay. So even a 16-year-old who just got their uh, learner's license can actually get straight on one. Oh, that's good. I just love that location, though, that you guys have got, though. And it's pretty iconic. I always thought you could always put a billboard with the area. You know, it's, it's so seen. Mm. You know, it is so prominent. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it was some... Uh, I can't remember what it was, but I remember seeing Richie McCaw's face and then there was a helicopter shot down and there was a big procession of people walking right past the stores. There was a great shot of that. So I think it must have been from one of the um, World Cups, the Rugby World Cups, and of course yeah. the fan trail goes right past. So that's awesome. What's COVID like been for you guys? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What can you do, right? It's um, It's been tough. Um, but, you know, we got through. And I think, you know, thanks to... Uh, the understanding of a lot of our customers um, who were willing to wait while we couldn't trade and that sort of thing. And I think the adaptability of a lot of people to, um, you know, move online and, and shop online when they didn't um, previously, that's, yeah. that's been really awesome to see. Yeah. And, and all the freight issues, like have you got like bikes coming in overseas and all that kind of stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, well, um, shipping costs are just skyrocketed you know yeah. we're paying now um uh, six times what we were paying um two years ago um wow. so yeah that, that kind of stuff just has to feed through um yeah. to um uh, consumable goods on the ground eventually um you know we've been absorbing it for as long as possible because we don't like putting prices up but um it's kind of inevitable i think yeah. and delays too yeah I mean, you've got a good little, a tight little community there. Oh, it's probably not little. It's probably huge. And um, and you've got a lot of respect from uh, a lot of people, I think, because, you know, everyone likes a scooter. I don't know anyone who doesn't really like a scooter. I mean, <laughs> That's you, right. You know? <laughs> they like puppies. You can't hate them. <laughs> hey, um, thank you very much for your time and all the awesome. in business. Yeah, great chat. Thanks, Ed. No worries, mate. See you soon. Right. Cheers, See you. Bye-bye. Yeah, so that's a scootling guy. Let's get back to our special guest, Phil Goff now. Uh, Phil, welcome to the show. It's great to be here. Uh, Tamaki Makoro, City of Sales. Uh, oh, my gap. My gap just fell out. Uh, City of Sales, I can tell you, um, I bought a lovely scooter. Uh, the wife calls it a motorbike. And uh, we go out to Muriwai, Muriwai Beach on the weekend. And I can tell you, we are going uh, by hook or by crook. We are going to make Tamaki Makawarau, uh, the number one most livable city in the world. Uh, but if I don't do it, I'm just going to leave. Well, you are. You've bowed out. That's, uh, you're not running again for me right here. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I have not achieved uh, the goal that I set out to achieve for Tamaki Makoro. I want the new generation to come back in, um, and we're going to get rid of all the parking, um, and we're going to basically take the lifeblood out of the city, and um, that's what we've got in store for you, Tamaki Makoro. Fantastic. Uh, what do you think of Leo Malloy? Do you think he's got a chance? Do you think he's going to be our next? Oh. Uh, 
Lord Worship or whatever it is. He's a cool DJ. Um, I sometimes go down there in HQ and we have Jaeger bombs. He puts them on for us, for right. the councillors too. We've had some of our actual meetings down there about um, about cancelling fullers and we're all doing kinds of things like that. Um, sometimes I actually go down there, me and Leo Malloy, we, we actually racked up some lines and we were actually dancing. Fantastic. Uh uh, tell me, um, so Leah doesn't really like you and he doesn't really like Jacinda as well, uh, but he looks like he's got an opportunity to be that kind of Trump-esque mayor. Uh, if you could back anyone, do you think Leo's got what it takes to run New Zealand's biggest city? Leo is an astute businessman and an entertainer and, frankly, uh, a brilliant white nationalist. I think he's perfect for the job. I usually, I'm a centrist. People believe I'm a left or I'm a right. No, I'm a centralist, and that's I'm living in Auckland Central. Good. I, I believe in Leo Malloy. Uh, he's got what it takes. He's going to reinvigorate the city and his clubs um, – We'll offer free drug testing if you want to go and rage. In Tamaki Makoto, uh, this this. Do this you game. do you look at yourself when you're on a Zoom meeting? Your your own face, or are you looking at mine? Um, I'm usually trying to look at my own face because I tell you, mm. the skin's looking nice today. But you know, mm. usually, actually, I should try to look at the webcam. Does that is that a better eye line if I look up That's at the better. webcam? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What are you going to do after politics, uh, so? Yeah, well, they're sort of, you know, I've had my my hat tipped. I might join some sort of um, Freemasonry back into that. Might join um, a bit of the Illuminati. I was thinking of um, joining QAnon, but they cancelled that last year. Um, but just something that's not going to be cancelled, something that's um, for, for the elitists, because I quite, um, I quite like to think that I'm a one percenter, and um, I'd actually quite like uh, to maintain a bit of power. <laughs> You've got a great set of teeth there. I'm be honest with you. What do you use? Are you on the uh, Colgate or something? Or you head whitening? I'm, I'm actually on just the coal. Ah. Yeah, not the coal gate. I just go out to the front gate and just pick up a piece right. of coal and they say um, charcoal toothpaste, fucking great. Um, I think it's brilliant. And I say, all you anti-vaxxers, uh, the Freedom and Rights Coalition, oh, they're great people. I love it when you guys, um, you know, jam up Queen Street. Maybe you could occupy Aotea Square like you did a few yeah. years ago, set up some tents, and we could have some smelly oh. hippies here in Auckland too. Tamaki Makoto. Ah, uh, yes. A Tamaki Makawadao. Fantastic. Um, uh, Leo Malloy uh, has, uh, we've requested him to be on the, the program, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, yeah, Leo's think- tagline is I'm relentless about the city. Relentless. Oh. Wow. Wow. What have you done for the city? When you look back on uh, the years that you've run it, you've been our A1, you've been the top of the heap, you've been the big cheese. Uh, what, when you look back, what are some of your successes? Well, I like to think that I've gotten Auckland up and moving. I like to really think that we've really um, taken, took in the brakes off Tamaki Makoro in the last um, 
30, what was it, 30, 20 years. We have taken the brakes off it. We are saying Tamaki Makoto is open for business. We have reactivated the city. We're giving away vouchers. Who wants vouchers? What's the obsession with uh, cycling and cycle lanes and shit like that? Oh, it's good for your heart. It's all good for your heart. Yeah, because we've got too many obesities happening. So we're saying if you can get on your bike... Even if you've, even if you're too fat to ride a bike, get a scooter. No one's checking them, um, or just get one of those lime things. Get on your bike. Do you remember Danny Watson? Get on your fucking bike. <laughs> That's right. One of the classics. Yeah, of course. We're trying to do what they do in Europe because we can't think for ourselves, so we have to copy the Dutch. They like cycling. What is that? What shot is that behind you? This is from the summit of the Monga. Monga. I can talk Māori um, because I'm up on Mount Eden here. And that's you're looking right into Tamaki Makoto. Yes, I am looking into Tamaki Makoto. You can see the beautiful Auckland Harbour Bridge here. You can see across to Devonport here. And if you look really closely, you can see Auckland Central Remand right there at Mount Eden Prison. Some of my best work. Give us a smile. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I'm not a crook. No, there he is. You, well, yeah. Hey, thank you very much for joining us. Um, we might come back to you, uh, but I think we are yeah. trying to track down a protester, but my protesting guy, Joe Ford, is unavailable right now, so I'm not sure. But apparently, um, apparently down there. Apparently, Trevor is available. Um He's down there. He's keeping an eye on them. They say that he's locked away in an underground bunker 18 stories under the central city. It's not true. He's watching from the sky. Thanks, Phil. Good to see you. Always a pleasure. Mayor of Tamaki Makoto. Phil Goff. I'm out. I'm out. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's nice to have Phil on the show. And uh, I did want to get to the protests because I was listening to the National Radio Morning Report the other morning, and they were saying that mainly the people who are in Wellington protesting are Māori, poor, and sprinkled with racists. And, um, and so they're all going down there to bang a drum. Uh, but, yeah, and then there seem to be a lot of people not cooperating. It's getting a bit feral. But they have got a little community together, and the community uh, is offering free meals. Uh, retailers are coming out with free products. Um, they've got a little shop that you can just help yourself with uh, if you need raincoats and all that type of stuff. It's becoming a wee bit sustainable. So those guys are definitely there for the long haul. While I'm here, guys, I want to bring back our special guest, um, Trevor Mellard. He's back. Why are you so bloody grumpy, Trevor? Honestly, look at you. You're wild up. Yeah. You're like a big erection. Look at you. I am raging. I am rabid. They are at it again. They are tearing up my lawn. They are putting in plumbing infrastructure. They are manipulating the free waters that I've got on the front garden here. I am 
past. <laughs> breathe, mate. Breathe, mate. Breathe, mate. Yeah. I am seething. I am seething. They're not even wearing masks. They're abusing people too. They're deficizing. They're deficizing on the front garden and it's not manure. What about Jacinda? Do you think any politician's going to come out, Trevor, and uh, just have a little word? Uh, professionals, uh, commentators uh, are all suggesting maybe it would be a good idea to give some people some answers. Yeah. Well, one of the Maldives in the crowd said, where's Clark? He should be out here with some crazy and kinnis for us. Bring the multi-kai cooker out here onto the front and we'll set up the proper convoy camp. Do it old school. <laughs> but no, fuck that. We're going to play horrible music to you and we're going to try and make you as unpleasant as possible. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Wow. You're really just staring everybody down there, aren't you? Like, do you walk around? You like an angry motel owner that's putting out noise control in one of the rooms? You know, maybe someone's had an after-ball social. Yeah. This is my my property. I make the calls here. You're a guest in my house. What? Do you live in a tent or something? Close the bloody door. It's getting into fucking winter. Bloody hell. We tried to do weather manipulation to all these conspiracy theorists by sending them a cyclone and they said it wasn't even a conspiracy. They believed it. Yeah. Trevor, nice to uh, have you on the show, as always. And definitely feel free to come on and, and bring out a blazing smile. <laughs> you fucking know it, Fane. You're a legend, mate. You're a New Zealand broadcaster. Yeah, We've been about as long in this bloody yeah. circle where you tell me what it's a rat race. It's all a show. I yeah. am blessed. <laughs> Steven, mate, Steven. <laughs> Steven, man, <laughs> and it's gone. I want to get out there with some bloody dish hole and clean them up. I'm pissed. What about what about why don't you take your shirt off and give us a bit of a pose? Yeah, I'm fucking fucked <laughs> up. Why don't you give us a pose off? Yeah, that's it. I'll just oh, fucking give you a fucking <laughs> dirty flash because I've got respect for my body, my yeah. sensibilities. Yeah. You're not going to exploit me on national television. No. I'm going to exploit myself. Thank you very much, Trevor Mellon. A real pleasure. Thank you so much. Incredible. Yeah, here he is. Guns hot. Uh, we're going to have a real short show tonight because I went out uh, for Valentine's uh, night last night and, um, boy... I'm very tired. I had uh, quite the night. I, I watched Super Bowl for most of the day, so that was the day drinking part in there. So, um, um, you know, I'm not doing so well. Uh, but it will be an interesting show tomorrow because Bomber Bradbury gives us a weekly rundown of politics in this very special Bomber way. So if there are any political questions that you want to ask uh, tomorrow night from 9 o'clock, let's just uh, check in with our fact checker, Benny Mack, before we close the show a little early tonight. Uh, 
Everyone's kind of chipped in with the comments uh, tonight, Trevor Mallard, of course, the Mayor of Tamaki, Makoto, Phil Goff. Uh, your thoughts as uh, uh, the show has progressed, being that? Oh, the Colmar Brunton polls showing great results on tonight's show, Thane. Huge lineup of guests. I don't know how you're booking them like that. And these interviews seem mm. natural, candid, and you, I, I get, you're oh, getting yes. to the root of the real person, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? It's unusual to have guests on the show that are so open, like an open book, telling it like it is, using everyday language. I think Trevor Mallard swore like a sailor, but you know what? You've got to respect him for that. He's opinionated, you know? Yeah, I think he's really sort of trying to appeal to that younger demographic, the ones that – use a lot of this colloquial terms for describing everyday life. Um, we, you and I might think of it as curse or cuss words, but to them it's just it's just a, a turn of phrase or a figure of speech. Uh, those, those guys, Trevor Mallard, um, the classical um, angry old man, really. Um, ba- bad skin and complexion. And a, and a really unnerving smile, especially when he tilts his face down. Very unnerving. I felt quite unnerved during the whole interview, but I had to truck on, and I I remained professional um, all the way through. Um, Also, Trevor, you know, he's not doing a New Zealander service. We're on the international stage. His uh, antics have been reported around the world, and he really is coming off as an angry old man. He really is. It's very embarrassing. Yeah. And, um, I mean, they're trying to discourage children from turning up. They're playing Frozen theme songs and Baby Shark. Um, yeah. That's basically um, that's basically the anthem for, for young uh, primary school yeah. and kindergarten-age children. That's so right. I don't know the tactics. The tactics seem strange, absurd, and uh, obtuse. Yeah. Well, we've got to leave it there, mate. Thank you very much. Uh, a quick half-hour show. We're back to our, our format tomorrow. Um, yeah, and uh, we do hope you've enjoyed what you've seen. Of course, you can listen back on Spotify and uh, Apple Music, I think. Uh, thanks, everybody. Real pleasure, and we'll see you again tomorrow. From us, a very good evening. Ka kite.